goes high. It is far. It is gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. Hello and welcome into the Nosebleeds Podcast, WFUV's exclusive baseball podcast. We're right in the thick of it, right in the midst of September, so we'll be talking New York baseball, other baseball going around as the pennant races heat up, and some history coming up this month as well. Thank you for listening with us today. I am Brian Raybacks, and we have a great crew in studio with us today. It's Will Talent and Lou Orlando joined alongside me. Guys, how are we feeling today? Brian, I'm doing great. It's always a great day to talk about baseball, especially here at WFUV with you two guys, two Yankee fans. We have three Yankee fans <laughs> oh, on this yeah. podcast Strong this podcast week. That's we're, we're definitely going to have our two cents on how they're doing. And, of course, the Mets, we're not just Yankee fans, but we're baseball fans. We're going to talk all things baseball, as always, on Nosebleeds. I'm excited to chalk it all down with you guys. Listen, I, I saw this crew on the rundown, and I went, it's going to be a fun week. I was looking forward to Wednesday. I'm, I'm glad we're here right now. Happy to be with you two guys. Oh, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. And there's a lot, a lot to get into, as always. You mentioned the Yankees. We'll get into them later. But we'll start on the other side of town, as you mentioned. The Mets are kind of spiraling a little bit right now. I was on Nosebleeds a couple weeks ago, and I kind of saw their September schedule. So this was about right at the start, at the end of August, start of September. And I saw their schedule for the month of September, and it was like, my thought was, okay, they're going to run away with the NL East. I know the Braves are really good, but this team just has such an easy schedule down the road where you're playing the Pirates, the Cubs, the Nationals a bunch of times. It's not, it's not going to be close. And now you're seeing what the Mets are doing in September, and they're losing to these bad teams, and they, they keep doing it. They did it again. Monday and Tuesday, they've lost two games to the Cubs, who they're not they're not a world beater, guys. Like they're not they're not a very good team, as we know. And uh, now I would argue they're the opposite of a world beater oh. at this point <laughs> in time. They're now six and six in the month of September, and again, they're just losing to teams they shouldn't be losing to. And you lose to the Cubs in these two games with two of your best pitchers on the mound. Chris Bassett on Monday, Jacob deGrom on Tuesday. So now the Mets are in a bit of predicament. The Braves they're not going to lose, and they're half a game back. So I guess I'll just throw it out there. Is it panic mode for the Mets? Is there, like, real reason to be concerned here? Uh, honestly, Brian, I'm going to say no because this team is going to make the playoffs regardless. However, if you're concerned about the division, then, yeah, it's time to raise some eyebrows because you you brought it up. You play the Marlins. You, you played the Marlins. You didn't sweep them. That's okay. It's fine in baseball. You always just want to take two of three. But you just dropped a series to the Cubs, and then you're going to play the Pirates – the Brewers, who are starting to falter a little bit, they they don't look like the postseason team that they looked like a little earlier in the season. Then you play the A's, back to the Marlins, a pivotal series against the Braves, and then you wrap up with the Nationals. You have a lot of winnable games remaining to exceed 100 wins and win this division. However, they're getting cold at the wrong time. Guys are going down at the wrong time. Max Scherzer's out. He should be back, but... Who knows how many starts he's going to miss. That could be two wins. That could be two wins that could mm -hmm. add to their lead against the Braves. Jacob deGrom, he pitches yesterday, pitches amazing as always. Three runs is usually not a uh, Jacob deGrom type of thing, but 
as any pitcher, you give up three runs, your offense should be able to give you four at the very least to win the game, and they lose that game. So we, we're talking about, well, not we, but a lot of people have been talking about in the season just the one-two punch that they have between DeGrom and Scherzer and how in the playoffs, one-two, you're going to be down 0-2 to start if you're playing against the Mets. Right now, that's a little questionable, and it's uh, it's – Definitely a concern for the division. The Braves are really good. They play against the Mets really well. And it's it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be fun to watch as the season wraps up yeah, here Yeah, things shortly. have gotten a little interesting here. I, I was very much with you, Brian, because I did one-on-one with our wonderful producer, Maddie Bamonte, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, she, and we, she's going through it right now as well, a huge, huge we, Mets fan. We looked at the schedule, and statistically, they had the easiest remaining schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Of all the 30 teams, they had the easiest remaining schedule. We went through all the teams, and we talked about the Nationals and the Cubs and the Pirates and the A's. Like For this Mets team, as good as they've been, as good as they are, those are games that, series that are sweeps, maybe you take two out of three and like that's uh, whatever. We I think the only three series we really highlighted as might give them a little bit of trouble, but still winnable series were Brewers, Marlins, and Braves. Those are the three we looked at and went, Hey, you know those aren't the worst of the worst teams in the league. They might give them a little trouble here and there, but again, Mets are one of the best teams in baseball. They should be able to handle it. And after I gave that stat on one on one, the Mets went. You said they're six and six in September. They went four and six after that. They lost two straight to the Nationals. I think it was two straight seven one losses, and then they followed that up with a loss to the Pirates. So these are the scary thing about that is that those are teams that are not trying to win baseball games at this point in the season like they've given up and they're really outside of the Marlins who would just want to meet, beat the Mets anyway I think they're in a little bit of a different spot but the rest of those teams not really trying to win baseball they're, games they're right not now. even That's trying a to troubling. hide the fact that they're not trying to win right well even the Nationals too you, you want to play spoiler if you're in that division because it's so close you want to play spoiler I would say that the Nationals are in such a bad spot compared to where the Marlins are in terms of talent wise that even if they wanted to win against the Mets like it's still they shouldn't be able to the Marlins right. have enough talent where it's like if they want to be gritty, like yeah, they can be a pain in your side. Nationals should just never be. I'm sorry. And then, I mean, the Cubs. The Cubs yeah, that's are another bad one. A pretty, pretty awful team and in danger of getting swept as of in, today. In a lot of danger, they dropped the first two games. <laughs> They'll be p- playing again tonight. But this Cubs pitching staff not very good. And in the two games they played against them, the Mets have scored three runs. Yeah, Adrian Sampson really gave Jacob DeGrom a run for his money yesterday. Just pulling up his line right now. He went six innings yesterday. Adrian Sampson, a guy who played for the Texas Rangers, and the only reason I remember that, he did something special for them, and now he's just kind of a floater. He had two hits in six innings pitched, three Ks, four walks, no runs to his name. Mets had four hits the entire game, and it's another DeGrom start where you go, go great, the Mets (laughs) didn't give DeGrom any offense, and I hate... You know, continuing that narrative that Degrom can't get any run support because I believe this but Degrom this was Mets a, team is different, and I know Degrom gets gets beat a little bit. He lets up, yeah, he wasn't even great runs. last night. But he, he struck out ten. Listen, he's still even when he's not great, he's striking out ten. So and he didn't walk anybody either. I, I he didn't I give just, him any free base base runners. You give Degrom the leeway that if his bad start's going to be three runs, like hey, yeah, offense, exactly. go pick him up. It's the Cubs. Hey, and they they went out and made moves, so that's a possibility because he is human at the end of the and at the end of the day, all of these guys are human. Obviously, what he does is a little inhumane, but <laughs> he's going to have those starts where three runs are a little glaring. It's like wow, like this team, especially the Cubs, should have only scored one, two at the most, 
and then you're giving up three. It's still a quality start, though, and this offense is, has been good enough to the point where that game really should have been won yesterday. And it's kind of hard to pinpoint what exactly is going wrong here. And Because if you look at their overall numbers in the second half of the season and through August and September, they're not bad. Even on offensive, like I was looking at like since the All-Star break, their player spits, they got a bunch of players that have an, an OPS over 800. Lindor's been killing it. Like The offensive numbers, I haven't gone down to the last two weeks. I feel like that's a little bit too small of a sample size. Right. But over this, this large stretch, the offensive numbers have not been bad. And, and even the pitching numbers don't seem that bad. You're getting... Even as you go down the rotation, guys, that you didn't think you were going to have to be going to, Peterson has a 3-7 ERA at this point in the season, which is probably not a guy you thought you were going to have to rely on this year. So it's like you're not getting bad starts. I know Bassett's had had just came off a rough start against the Cubs where he goes 3-2, lets up 5, but before that he had been great. Like I'm not too worried about him. Again, this rotation has been... It's a strength to them, but I think, yeah, the, the numbers don't really reflect how it feels right now. Yeah, I was right. probably looking at similar numbers you were looking at because I was looking at individual players. and We're similar. Lin- we're Lin- similar minds. Exactly. Brian. Great we're minds just, think alike. But I was looking. Lindor's hitting 305 since the break. Pete Alonzo's numbers are overall good since the break. And home run yesterday, 34th. Yeah. So it's tough to figure it out, but I think it's just inconsistency. That's obviously what's going on here. And another thing, Brian, the bullpen. Bullpen is really going to hold this team back. I I, I have to, I have you have to. The bullpen that's was really I the think that's the one legitimate question mark about this team is like I think the offense will get right, the pitching will get right. Outside of Edwin Diaz, I think there are way too many questions in this bullpen. Again, it's something that I think they could have addressed and should have addressed at the trade deadline that they really didn't. I mean, yeah, you don't want Trevor May pitching in big games in October, and the inconsistency overall, you know. They win three, two straight against the Dodgers, August 31st, September 1st. Winning against the Nationals, lose the next three games, and none of the games are close. They win the next two against the Pirates, win 10 nothing, then they lose the next night to the Marlins. Then they take the next two against the Marlins again, two pretty big wins, 11-3, 9-3, lose two games to the Cubs. So it's just this up-and-down, up-and-down roller coaster they're kind of taking these fans on, and the Mets fans are kind of losing their patience because – they thought they had this division locked up easy when it was a ten and a half game lead, and now it's down to half a game. And you can just see the frustration. They booed Chris Bassett Monday night after not a great start, and, and that, that's really funny because if you look at his stats before that one blood, he'd been lights. He's exactly. been lights out since August. Yeah, but I, listen, I get it because as Yankee fans, we boo everyone too. So I, I get where they're coming from. They're going through a stretch, and I mean, if you look, if you look on Mets Twitter right now, it's. I haven't it's gone a, on Mets Twitter, but I feel like it would be a dark. It's place a lot. Them. It's a lot of panic right now. I mean, everyone's saying the team's embarrassing, and this is where the Mets fans who were just who have just been used They've to disappointment been for this, though, right? Like, You've just even, been used to disappointment for so long. Here it comes, like, up. Oh, I knew this was gonna happen. There's so. been that faction of fans that, like, the even when things were going perfectly, were like, just wait, nah, just, just wait, yeah, just and wait. I was getting mad at them because I was like, you have a great team. Like and if and it happens, they still go do. Through, but whatever. They, the only no, thing they, that they're doing is they're they might not win the division because the Braves have been so good. Maybe it's a combination of Mets gonna Met and Braves gonna Brave. Because like it's not. I don't think it's just a Mets thing. The Braves do this. This is like a thing now. Two years in a row that they're the, the Bra- champs. You think they're out and they come right back in. I almost don't want to put all the pre- on the all the pressure on the Mets. I know they're struggling a little bit, but it's not. This is not to the level of the collapse that it was last year where they completely oh, no. fell out of it. This is, I think, another scenario of 
the Braves completely turned their season around and we shouldn't be surprised about it. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with that collapse last year. I don't think it's like that at all I mean, because this team different is team. definitely going to make the playoffs. However, though, it is, a, it is a collapse. You go out, you're Steve Cohen, you go out, you make a lot of free agent and just off-season acquisitions to seriously improve this team, and they have done that. Now the expectations are a lot higher, and for especially if you're a Mets fan, it's like, all right, we got a new owner. He's probably the wealthiest owner in all of Major League Baseball. He has the most assets that he could turn to to make this team a lot better, and now that team is better, but they're not as good as they've been uh, supposedly playing all year long. And you really, I, I, the offense is really not the concern with me. Yeah, offenses go through rough patches. We'll talk about the Yankees in a minute. They mm-hmm. they went through a big one, and they you you could say that they're still kind of in it, even though they scored seven runs yesterday. But this bullpen is really where I'm narrowing down the concerns for the Mets. Outside of Adam Ottavino, who else are you turning to before you go to Edwin Diaz? And I I think Diaz is great. However, I don't think he is as good as everybody says he is. Oh, is he having? Wow! Is he <laughs> I having, think he's pretty good this year, dude. No, no. no. Listen to me, though. Listen, he's having. A, a, he's going to get Cy Young votes without oh, a yeah, doubt. Absolutely. But in the playoffs, are you going to be able to turn to him for consistent six out saves like you have been doing so far this year? I would no. worry about right. Like you can't do that. Look at what the Cubs did to Chapman in the World Series, where by that last game, like he's got nothing. Like yeah. you yeah. don't want to do that to Diaz. And even you, know, you exactly. said who else besides Adovino? Again, the jaded Yankee fan in me is like, I don't trust. Adovino. I don't trust yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he's their. Next I know. I bias. know he's, he's been. Their next I know option. he's been good. This is completely just from watching Adam Adovino for three years. I don't trust him. Even on the I Red want. Last I want to trust Seth Lugo because I. I like him, and I remember a couple he's years ago he was back dominant. Little, he's bounced back a little bit. But, yeah, there's just way too many question marks in this bullpen. There's not a legitimate lefty arm that you can go to. No. Joel, you're going to get him yes. done. He's Thank God they took, they took him from the, 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 the Yankees. Yankees. We got, we got Castro out of but, uh, Neither are playing right now. Uh, to my point with Diaz is that it's not that I don't think he's not good. However, every time that I watch a Mets game, and I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm watching more Yankee games than I have Mets sure. games, when it's in the ninth inning and Diaz comes in, you hear the trumpets. That's great. The trumpets. The trumpets are great. But you put the first two guys on base like a lot. I, I'm sorry. In the playoffs, he is not going to be the Edwin Diaz that we've seen if he does that. You put the first two guys on base, these teams in the playoffs that are really like they're ready to win. Once you get to the playoffs, so everyone knows it, it's a crapshoot. That All is gotta, true. With the pressure, baseball, the pressure amped up. These teams are going to score those runs and the Mets are going to lose games. So – if I'm Buck Showalter, you have to limit Edwin Diaz to coming in in the ninth inning. You have to get the most that you can out of this bullpen because Diaz is going to get taxed. When it gets time to October, it's going to be like, oh my goodness, Jacob deGrom just went seven innings and now we're going to go six outs with Edwin Diaz to win game one. And now we have game two and you have Max Scherzer, but you may not have Edwin Diaz. So who else are you going to turn to unless Max Scherzer throws a complete game? That's it's a good, it's a good the, point. The thing I'm wondering right now is... It's, it's easier to do this if they win the division because if you win the wild card, the you got to play more right. games. But they win the division, you could throw some starters in the bullpen. I wonder how much that lengthens. Because you could go for even three-man rotation and give your bullpen some arms that have been pretty good, and maybe that kind of changes the outlook of your bullpen. I think that's what they'll do. And this is the last point I want to make before we transition here. But you know, you kind of think, okay, the Mets are going to make the playoffs, obviously. So, what does this uh, mean if they if the Braves pass them in the standings and win the NL East? Well, I think it means a lot because 
first of all, if you win the division, you get a first round bye. So that's pretty important to get rest and avoid that wild card series completely. But not only that, if you do not win this division, you're on the other side of the bracket. So mm-hmm. you go from winning the division, getting a bye, and then facing, as of right now, it would be either the Cardinals or the Padres. Who I mean, the Cardinals are Cardinals are team no destiny. slouch, and we'll get we'll talk a little bit about them later. But um, if you if you do not win this division, you go into the other side of the bracket. So as of right now, you first of all you have to get past the Phillies, who you know they they can give the Mets a run for their money. I don't. I think they can get by the Phillies, but that's true. I, I mean, they obviously, I think they can get by the Phillies. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Phillies, but I mean, they got talent there, so it'll be a gruel. And then then you have to face the Dodgers and the NLDS, which is. Not it's an ideal. As tough as it gets, you want to yeah. face them in the NLCS and have a rematch of, you know, you played seven games against them and you won four. Like that's and you you that's play when you, you play, play in that wild card series. So you presumably use Degrom and Scherzer for let's say two games and then your game one starter. That's it. Yeah, and especially even if it goes three games, your game one starter might not be Degrom. Like who who would it be? If your game, I mean, you like, can you, you can get you, away with Bass as a game one starter, but if it's like Taiwan Walker yeah. or someone else like that, like, you can't you, you can't get that uh, Degrom Scherzer start that you were talking about if you do not win this division. That's true. So if you're in the NLDS against the Dodgers and you don't have Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom starting games one and two, it's going to be an uphill battle. So listen, don't get things mixed up. If they don't win the division, like that's it's kind of a problem. It's a big it's a big deal. Yeah, obviously. And their upcoming schedule, they have one more against the Cubs, four against the Pirates, three against Milwaukee, three at Oakland, two versus Miami, three at Atlanta. And I think that series is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's really all going to come down to that, and they finish with three against the Nationals. So we'll see. But the Mets have kind of been scuffling. They've been up and down recently. And that was a lot of what we were seeing with the Yankees uh, as of late. But I think recently they've kind of gotten back into the swing of things, and they've picked it up a little bit. I think those two wins against the Rays Saturday and Sunday were huge because I think that effectively puts them in the rearview mirror. I think now with the Rays kind of taken care of, the Yankees have taken that season series against them and blew them out in the last two games. Really just blew them out. So you take that, and then you take the 7-6 win last night in extra innings over the Red Sox. wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. I have a lot more confidence in the Yankees now than I did in the last week or two. Yeah, I have to agree, Brian. I would not say, though, it's all hunky-dory, though. This team is still really banged up. Good thing that they're winning with their depth, though. That's one thing that this team has had a lot of this season, and that's depth. They've just been able to call guys up or sign guys like Matt Carpenter. When I say call guys up, you get guys like Oswaldo um Carrera that comes in and plays all sorts of different positions and really isn't a hole in the lineup if you look at it in the grand scheme of things. He really hasn't been that bad. He hasn't been like overwhelmingly good. He has good but he hasn't bats. been Even miserable. He's not hitting well. I feel like he looks competent he at the plate. He works. Yeah, he works for sure. This team, I'm I'm uh I don't really know if you can say that they're back. They ha- they were so miserably awful after the All-Star break and they were so unbelievably good before then. What is really back then? What what is the definition of back? Well, that what what is it? I think they've gotten the offense has picked it up. They've scored. Let me do some math here. Twenty seven runs in the last three games. So that's that's, that's pretty solid. Oh and yeah, the offense is not anemic, which is what we were watching for two weeks. Like, <laughs> we're not. The, the, they're scoring runs. We're not <laughs> back back. We're just out of the ditch we were in where. 
I mean, Brian knows because I talked to him. Like we were in such a low spot with the team, where it's it like tough, man. you don't even want to turn on the games because you know what's going to happen. Exactly, and that's what I've been really pleased with this la- this last stretch. This was a show me stretch. Like I'm glad they won against the Twins, but with the Twins' history against the Yankees, I was kind of like, I think any team could run into they any, had to do any that, Yankees though. team over the years could run into wins against the Twins. I'm glad they did it, but the Rays series and now this two game Red Sox series was really the hey, show me something. Make sure that you're not going to lose a division. And I, I think you said it, Brian. I think they've kind of put the division worries in the rear view. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. but The only thing division-wise that you have to worry about is the Blue Jays because they don't play the Rays anymore. And yes. in that scenario, six games is a lot to make up. But the Blue Jays, they still have three more games against and them. The Blue Jays and Rays both have two of the hardest schedules in baseball. I think the Rays have the second hardest. Blue Jays have the fourth hardest. The Yankees are middle in the pack. If they can just... They don't have. I want them to look good going into. Eventually, you're gonna. If you want to do well in the postseason, you're gonna have to start turning it on and looking like a competitive baseball team. But honestly, if you can just keep picking up wins, winning series, it's it shouldn't be a problem. And this stretch coming up for them is really telling. They have five games against NL Central teams: Brewers, beatable team, Pirates, more than Definitely beatable they team. Need to sweep that they need to win lives. at least four of these five games for me to feel. Really? A little more confident that this division is locked in because then you play the Red Sox, who are not particularly a good baseball team. However, they the give Sox the Yankees play so many problems. They give them so many problems. And you have them for a four-game set over the weekend in New York. Thank God it's in New York because hmm. those, those primetime games against the Red Sox in Boston this year have not been pretty. Then you play the Blue Jays and Orioles. I'm not going to sleep on the Orioles. Brian, you said it. The Blue Jays are the concern. They're the concern here. So you have to make sure you win that series. However, that Orioles series is going to be more impactful, in my opinion, just because we'll have a better gauge at that that, that time frame because that's the second-to-last series of the year for the Yankees. The Orioles, I'm going to say that they're probably going to be out of it, but they're still going to be a good ball club, and they're going to give the Yankees fits. So you have to pull it together and play well against the Orioles. And then hopefully, by the time that you go to Texas, you could say, okay, this is how this is going to go down. This is who's playing because we know our situation for the postseason. So I'm, I'm trying to gauge. Are you saying, are you necessarily saying how they're, that this stretch is going to determine how they do in the postseason, or are you focused on the division it's lead? Gonna, it's going to determine how they stand in the postseason. Okay. And that is obviously a lot more simple than what I just explained. <laughs> <yes>. However, <laughs> what I just explained, in my obviously, in my eyes, it's very important that they take a certain number of games. Because I don't think at know. this point we're concerned about them losing the division anymore. I, I'm, I think, I, I'm I think a little concerned. It's, it's a, a little concerned, It's, listen, it's, it's okay a six-game lead with 20, 20 games Yeah, left. but you're playing a team that's right behind you for three games. They can easily cut six, that deficit six games in I don't think, Six I don't, games isn't right I behind you. I don't think that the Yankees get swept by the Blue Jays, and that's the only way I see them coming back. Right. I don't think that the Rays even have a shot at this point. Um, Toronto would be the only one that I think has an outside shot of making a and play it's, it's the a division. Very they would shot. have to sweep the Yankees. The Yankees would also have to lose some big games down the stretch here. I I, I feel like the worst days are behind us. I know I almost got lulled in thinking that a couple weeks ago when they they won a game, then they they won those two games in Oakland. There was a, they got three game winning streak. It was the two games against the Mets, I think and it was then the five. Two, okay, it was a five game the two games against Oakland. That's what it was, right? So it was those games. I was like, hey, maybe maybe they're back, and then they lost the last two games of Oakland. Lost to L.A. and it was like, all right, we're right back in the ditch. And then Tampa, yeah, that Tampa series, though, that was a brutal real low moment. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
No, I just I don't think that they're going to get that bad again because again it's really hard to get that. Yeah, that bad to go again. that low. The big watch for me is again winning the division should not be something we're talking about with this team in September. The fact that we have to have this conversation is is just a little worrying. It's well, they for were me, so the, bad though. I, that's the thing. That, they well, were that's so the right. That's bad. why I'm kind of reveling in this a little bit. Is like, all right, we don't look like the worst team in baseball anymore. But like, you have to get to a point where you look like a legitimate playoff contender. They are a playoff contender, but they don't look like one that could I mean, make yeah. a deep run in the postseason. When you right when now. you were fifty two and eighteen, I don't I don't think anyone expected us to have this conversation on September fourteenth. No, I'll be honest, I don't all. think we ever get back to feeling the way we did when we were fifty two and eighteen, but I think the Yankees can get to a point by the end of the season where we feel confident that they can make a run in the postseason and, and just, be a player. It yeah. just depends, are they gonna get their guys back? Is when when Rizzo comes back, because I think he's probably the closest to getting back on track, is he going to produce? What's the deal with DJ LeMahieu and his toe my, injury? My big worry, it, it sounds like something that isn't fixable. It's only fixable with surgery, which he's not going to get because he's a gamer. Right. So it's a, hopefully the rest helps and he like he's a little bit better because once he hurt his toe, he basically he lost all his power. He, right away. He had bats, just, it was an immediate switch. And I, I thought they should just put him in the aisle sooner and been like, listen, like he's not helping the team. He might only make his toe worse. Like mm-hmm. rest him honestly. I mean, DJ, until DJ's a week such a gamer though. Like he's always gonna want to play. And he did it happened. all last year. All of last year, he wasn't. He, he wanted to play with that wasn't hernia. Healthy. He mm-hmm. wanted. To, he was gonna play with that hernia at, at, during the wild card game, but it was just too much. Right. So that's so. A- it, it. I. The only reason that I am giving this much like skepticism. Even though it's six games and you look at six games now, it's like, all right, they they got this. I just look at it because that team was historically amazing and went from so good on an absolute pedestal to being the absolute bottom of the barrel in terms of the Major League Baseball teams. Well, that's that's my concern. But the way that they're playing now, if you can stay like this for the next two to three weeks, you will be fine in the postseason. You just have to you have to stay consistent. You have to you if you're gonna be consistent, you're gonna you have to be consistently good. Well, I'll, 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 consistently I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why my concerns have kind of dwindled down a little bit because first of all, Stanton's back in the lineup, and I listen. If he's not producing all the time, so what? The fact that he's behind Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. it means that pitchers can't just pitch around Judge because they know. That Stan- John Carlos Stanton's right behind him. And if you make a mistake to Stanton, he's gonna he's gonna make you pay. So just having Stanton back, that's big. Claybert Torres in the last couple of games, yeah, Lou's yep. looking at me. I was I was yep. about he, to say that he has come alive. He had a big hit last night, two homers on Sunday, and I mean Josh First, Donaldson uh, had some, has he's had some better at bats since. Uh, I- I don't know if I buy into Donaldson at this point, but like, so that's like he's got yeah, no dude. He's got the dad strength now. They, coming actually, off that, that, that is a thing. People he, come off the paternity list. He does have the dad strength. They just rake. But, Tre- Trevino's coming back too off the paternity list. He's so. Jose, yeah. Glaber when he starts going oppo, that's the tell. And that's when, to do that's that. when you look, know at, that look he's at the locked hit last in. night. Look right. at yeah. the home run on Sunday. Right. And that's that was of all the guys slumping. That was the guy I was like, I believe he can turn things around because he's done it. Like Donaldson really hasn't had a stretch all year. Same thing with Hicks for the most part. He had a solid month, but he's never had like a hot stretch. Glaber had a legitimate like month and a half stretch where he was very, very good. Mm-hmm. That's why absolutely I, he was. Out he was of a anyone very, else he was, that was he should have been an all star. Yeah, first half I, I think he should have been an all star too. 
without a doubt. It's his first twenty plus home run season in like three years since twenty nineteen. Well, season, yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Well, then you had twenty twenty, which doesn't really count. But he, and he wasn't going to get he still wasn't, that and, last, and then last year though. he hit nine home runs. Yeah, which he was, just wasn't good. And now he's not so much of a hole in this lineup. He, it's he just it's so much more of a complete at bat. There's been a lot of harsh talks about Glaber, but. Like, if I told you before the season started, hey, Glaber's going to hit 20 home runs, wouldn't you take that? Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and it's kind I, of, we got we, everyone got spoiled with this uh, amazing start they had, which I'm not going to say it justifies, it does not, I'm not going to say it does not justify them, people coming out of the woodworks and really just throwing shade on this team because they deserved it. But It was at, a bad collapse. They deserved awful, to get hit. But so at the start of the season, if you told me, okay, the Yankees are going to have a six-game lead for the AL East, on September fourteenth, wouldn't you be like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, let's go." Going, going in, yes, I think everything gets reframed once you get yeah. off to a historic start. Exactly. Well, and that's why it's tough exactly. to go back and be like, like going into this games. season, there were people saying the Yankees are the fourth best team in the AL East, and then you saw very quickly that wasn't the case. Yeah, well, we'll see how they close it out down the stretch. They got more AL East opponents going down the line and a couple of tough games, so we'll see. But overall, they've been playing better baseball as of late, and it just matters how they take that into the rest of the I, way. I would like to ask one thing, though, because I started looking at the playoff picture, and I've kind of resigned myself to we're getting the two-seed. The Astros are six games ahead I'll take of the two-seed, yeah. though. We're, no, it's not that. It's who would you rather play in the wild that's, card? That, you know that, what? That's, that's what a great saying. question here. That's what I'm right saying. Right now, the matchup, I think, is Cleveland and Seattle for the Yankees and then Toronto and Tampa well, all, for all the those, Astros, but they're so close. All those wild card teams are separated it's, by half a game. Toronto's a half game up, and then Tampa and Seattle are tied. It's but tough, man. You're definitely getting Cleveland, I think, right? Because we think Cleveland's winning the AL Central. Cle- uh, the Who White, the White Sox. You're getting an anyway. AL Central team and one of the wildcard teams. That's yes. what, and, and that, if, if an AL Central team makes it to the Divisional Series, I'll take that. They're Out of those teams, I think they're the worst. I, the only team I'm really scared about is Seattle. I, I hope Seattle yeah, has I would, to play I would, the I would, not, I would not want to see Seattle. I was, was going to bring up the Blue Jays, but however, you have to treat it. You have to treat that opinion based on the last series that they're going to play against them. Right. They've already played the Mariners. They're done with the, the, the Guardians. They're done with the Rays. They played against the Guardians very well. They ended against the Rays very well. They took the season series, like Brian said. However, with Seattle, I don't I don't like it. I don't like they're it. They're, too, not, they're too young. They're too, they're too fiery. They Toronto is, the Toronto too many is good. They have talent. But the Yankees have proven that they can beat them. Yep. So I would not like to play Toronto. I, like, I'd rather face Cleveland or Tampa. But... I would like I could to face ta- anyone other than I could take Toronto. Seattle's the one where it's Seattle. Like, yep. I could totally see the Yankees losing in the divisional series to Seattle because Seattle's played I mean, them so well this year. And, yep. and their pitching staff is just really, really strong. The Yankees have struggled against Seattle pitching. Yeah. I feel like yeah. outside of that one blowout win the first time they played Seattle. Mm-hmm. Actually, they've hit Gilbert well. Yes, they've they hit Logan hit Gilbert well. Everyone times. else in their rotation, I feel like they haven't hit. They're not touching Castillo. He's coming back no, to fight Castillo them every single time. No, if Castillo faces them, it's like almost wouldn't a guarantee. Wouldn't that be poetic justice, no though, if they it would be. absolutely it would just show, off on them? It would just show vice that, versa too. you know, you want to win, you have to give up the price to do that sometimes. I'm not saying they should have traded Volpe, but that was their guy. That was their number one target. They didn't the, get the, him. They the settled Mar- for the Mariners Frankie Montas, and now they're dealing with that. So they did give up a lot. No, nah, the, the package was a lot, but it's, you, sometimes you sit back at night and you're like, what would this team look like if they had Anthony Luis Castillo? Or that's, what, that's what we wanted Frankie Montas to be, and he hasn't been. It, like, how much different would this team be if you had a legitimate, almost a second ace? Yeah, exactly. But we'll see Aaron how- Judge, though. Does oh, he break how, the record? How, just, how have we not talked we about on. Aaron Judge? Because he does it every day. And it ha- My friend was like, we were watching the game. He was like, oh, Aaron Judge, he's going to hit a home run. Next pitch. 
Yep. Tied it up happens. two times last night. 57. Does he get 62? Absolutely. I think so. He has I to. think he does too. I, I feel like he definitely does the way he's been raking. I'm not even he, worried about jinxing you. See, you see, you see the two home runs last night, yeah. and you're just thinking, yeah. He, I say he's if he go hits on one, one tonight, stretches. he's definitely doing it. If he hits it tonight, it's definitely. I think what I'm wondering is, does he do it at Yankee Stadium? Ooh, man, that would that be, would be cool. That would be so cool. That would be dope. that, and I hope it lines up that way. I, but. He, I don't think he's. He's got to play four games without hitting a home run. That's almost that's a drought for Aaron Judge. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, and, I, you know what? And, actually, and now, no, it now pitchers have to pitch to him because you know what? Their hitters it, are back. It could it really could line up that he he breaks the record because I think he's got to hit. He'll hit a couple against between the Red Sox and the and the Brewers series. You uh, the, think. Bre- the Brewers got some good arms, but I don't. It think, doesn't judge hits. It, I don't. Judge think, doesn't. He just hits good. Yeah. Arms well, I don't. I don't think Corbin Burns is set to start in this Brewers series. That's so. big for the Yankees. That's really big. Those are games that need to be won. Then, if you're not getting, they got the ace. Alexander Hauser, who has had a really tough year, and then Brandon Woodruff on Sunday. So. I think he can hit three over the next four games, uh, or three over the next four or five, and be in a position to hit sixty one at Yankee Stadium, which would be special. That would yeah, be absolutely. It's gonna be, be awesome. it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch down the season, and the Yankees could be fun to watch down the season. But it's all about maintaining this stretch that they're on. And another team that's been really fun to watch overall is the LA Dodgers, who just don't lose. They're ninety. They have ninety eight wins. They clinched the NL West last night, and they've the consensus number one seed in the NL. I mean, it's not even close. So now it just matters. Of they're going to be the number one seed in the National League, they're going to obviously be the overwhelming favorite. But are they going to put it together and make a run in the postseason this year? I believe both of you are kind of going against that grain right now. Always go. I always, always go, go against, against the it. grain, especially if it's the Dodgers. I always go against it. It's the same reaction every single year, and it's the same result every single year. You go out, you get Max Scherzer, and you get Trey Turner in twenty twenty one. You're one of the best teams ever constructed. The whole rah-rah was, this is one of the best lineups ever. And then what happened? They lose to the Scrappy Braves in six games. They don't even force seven. Max Scherzer's arm is toast. Trey Turner stays. And now this team is somehow better than last year. You add Freddie Freeman, and yet I'm still getting the same vibes because of this rotational depth. You don't have that Max Scherzer now. The rotation is still very good. They have a lot of arms. However, given the track record that this Dodgers team, who has, for the most part, you could say, their core has stayed intact for this for this run that I you could say that started in 2017, and yet they have only one World Series. It came in the 60-game season. They've been to three, and they've lost yeah. two of them. I just don't see how people can consistently say this is the team the Dodgers are going to win with this is them I just I'm going to believe it when I see it and I'm going to stick to my morals and and beliefs right now this Dodgers team will lose before they reach the World Series it, it is so weird because it's we it feels like we haven't talked about the Dodgers at all this year and it's it's because it's it's, it's every season. year it's every year they're just good and they're quietly good and oh, they're, they're not you just, just look good. up at the end you look up at the end of the year and it's like oh yeah they won 110 games of course they lost in the championship series yes but that right that's that's, usually, that's how that's it feels usually like how it goes that, I that's just my think, point especially this year the Walker Bueller injury is bigger than anyone has really given it credit I know people when he went down they said oh that's big but I think their rotation's in a weaker spot than it's ever been yeah, coming it into hasn't, coming the into hasn't really season, affected them at all. I, right, so Gonsolin's been good. He's, Kershaw's been. Kershaw's Kers- been. Gonsolin's been great. Kershaw's been great. Urias is having another good year. 
I, I, I watched Gonsolin pitch in the All Star game. He didn't pitch that well. Oh, I know he's pitched good in the All Star game. Listen, man. I just don't know that I trust the rotation compared to. They used to have rotations that was like they'd have Kershaw, prime Kershaw, prime Granky, and, and all these other arms. I feel like it's not at the same level. And again, it just feels like another year where I think there are scrappier teams. I think the Mets could knock them off. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think the Cardinals, team of destiny, I think they could knock them off. They're hot at the Card- right the time, Cardinals too. Cardinals are a very good team. They're very yeah. hot. Remember last year when they went on that absurd Seven, winning streak? 17-game win streak, yeah. yeah. They weren't supposed to make that, the playoffs that year, and they somehow and did. And they did. And this year, they're not doing that, but this team is better. They're but, yeah, more they're consistently overall. good. That Those kinds of winning streaks, the Yankees won one last year, too. Those games. just happened because of baseball. It's just the stars were aligned, and it happened. This team is legitimately good. You know a team is legitimately good when they can consistently add games after like a few losses, and they don't have to go on 17, 18-game winning streaks. I, I will say this, though, about the Dodgers. like This is completely like a vibe take. Like Everything on paper says the Dodgers are great and they should make the oh, World yeah. Series. The Dodgers are... I'm not trying to hate on the Dodgers. They're a legitimately great team. They're probably the best team in the MLB on Absolutely. paper. They're currently the Out best team in the MLB. Out of it's doubt. just I... It doesn't feel like their year. Yeah, that, I, I think that's, agree more. I think that's a crazy they take. They could make I it to the World Series. I would not be take, surprised guys. if they made it okay, to the World Series. Yeah. I don't because think they I, here's the thing that, with, Here's the thing with me. I can I don't. I well. don't like using past history to judge how a team's going to do going forward because you can only look at this year. So. But it's the same people, though. It's like Is it you, really, though? Because they've added Mookie Betts. The they've added manager. Freddie Freeman. They've added Trey Turner. It's the same manager, but how, how much does the manager mean in baseball? I mean... I'm trying to think of it. It means how the t- their team plays baseball. You can add players, but the managers have systems. The front offices have systems. Brian Snicker's been the these... manager of the Braves for a really long time now. But their core has shaken up, though. Now they don't have Freddie Freeman. But with that core, they won a World Series after so many years of not getting, not even getting there. Yeah, but the and Dodgers the Do- are there the Dodgers, all the time, and they still and can't the, win. But the Dodgers have won a World Series. I don't, I don't want to like discredit the twenty twenty season. Yeah, don't. I would, I, I would not discredit. They won that World Series. They did. Win. It was a very tough turn. I think there were more teams in the playoffs than there ever was. They had to win. Well, I mean, you face the Brewers, and but they beat they beat the Braves, who were really good, and the Rays, who yeah, proved that, that they were good still good. So that. you know, what? I, I would give them credit for the twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, World Series you have because, to because that I think was the a legitimate take is. As good as the Dodgers have been really since 2016, it's not unrealistic to say you they should have won more than one. Like, oh, I, some, yeah, they Sometimes should've. you say that about oh. teams, and it's like, well, now you're getting greedy, but this well, Dodgers uh, team has been so good. It's almost like if the Patriots teams didn't win uh, a few Super Bowls, like it, the conversations we might have about I that. Mean, That's are, what it feels are, like with the Dodgers. Are the Dodgers, Dodgers the Green team. Bay Packers of the, the MLB? Feels like it. Yeah. Really feels like it. Well, I mean, yeah. I would I would say that they've put together teams that were better than the teams that Green Bay's put together because Green Bay had teams that were comparable in their in their conference. I felt like sometimes the Dodgers have been clearing away the best team in the National League for six or seven years straight, and they have one World Series to show for it. Yeah, but the, another point that I'm getting at with the Dodgers too, and it happens a lot, that this NL West was competitive for the first couple months. Everyone was over 500. That has completely changed. Then you look at teams like the Mets and Braves who have been duking it out the entire season. The Dodgers have been duking with nobody. Mm. They have been duking with nobody. That is, now they, you're going to play playing low tension baseball. Yeah, you're going to be playing against teams who have been fighting all season long. The Dodgers, all they had to do was take their roster and win the games that they were supposed to win, and they've done that. Now you're going to have to face the Mets and Braves who have been duking it out against each other, who are two. Very good teams. You're talking about the second and third best teams in the National League behind the Dodgers. 
what and the, the Mets beat them. They beat them. No, the last yeah. time so the Dodgers played a series you know, that I think mattered was when they, out of the All Star break, they came and they played four against San Diego and they killed them. Like yeah. right after the right after the trades. Oh, they played that, they played three games against the Mets and they lost two of those, three. That, that's that, what I'm those saying. Were also, that that was probably their other last big series. And that's I think the Mets shape up really well against the Dodgers if they meet in the NLCS. If you can line up Degrom and Scherzer against them, I know that's a conversation we've had. I think the where. Again, where the Dodgers pitching is right now, I think the Mets pitching staff could have the advantage. And then I don't I, the Dodgers offense probably better, but I don't think the Mets offense is that far behind where it's like they're completely different. No, I don't teams. think so either. I I think that that you saw it in the regular season. I think that would be such a fall in the NLCS. I really think the Mets could win that one. I do too. I think the the Mets can definitely do that. And I I, I hold I'm going to hold this stance until I'm proven wrong, but. I just don't buy in on the Dodgers. All right. This well, year. I think I, I think a big tell. I don't in, buy it. I'm not as I'm not as strong on the Will I Talent. I think I think a take big, as he is. But I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. It's it'll be interesting to see. I think I, I think a, a big tell is going to be September 23rd through 25th when they play the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I'm I think yep. looking forward to that yep. series. If they lose two out of three, you might have me it's there like, where I'll I'll start leaning in the other direction. But right now, I proceeds. This team, I mean, they're unbeatable. They don't lose. You got to play who's in front of you, and they're doing just that. They might finish with 110 plus wins quietly. I think they end up yeah. the quietest 110 plus win season. It will, we'll probably see. Yes. Well, I mean, the Dodgers are on a chase for history to win as many games as they can, and we're gonna wrap up today with another guy who's uh, chasing history. One man, and that man is Mr. Albert Pujols. That was who, beautiful, dude. This is scripted so well. <laughs> what a, this what is a, scripted what a, so well. <laughs> really uh, well programmed. So. I, that's that's what I do here, fellas. But Albert Pujols, man, he has been such a treat to watch this year. Uh, coming into the season, I thought, okay, he's not going to play that much. Uh, 21 home runs isn't going to happen. He's, a, it's he's, a lot of home runs. He's not going to get there. And, dude, this guy's been on a tear. Mm. He just he just can't stop. He hit 697 on, on Sunday. So he passed A-Rod. So he's all alone at fourth all time. He's three away from 700, and I think you guys can both agree that the whole world is pulling for this guy to get to that 700 clip. Yeah, absolutely, and what makes it even better is that the way that he's been playing is really propelling this Cardinals team. Like They're a good team, and with Albert Pujols playing this well, it just makes for better baseball. We can look at the history all you want, but he's legitimately adding to their pennant race just resume their their application like this is what we want we have the story albert pujols he needs what three more three, three more, more. three more home runs to get in to about 20 games in 20 games very doable you do that then you make it to the playoffs and we know how well yadi wainwright and pujols have all played together they're winners these are some of the the very few bona fide winners in this sport. Now, obviously, we'll get more of those as time goes on. It always happens. But right now, these guys, they've what, won two World Series together. I don't think Wainwright was on that 11 team. I think he was hurt. But they won in 06. They've been, they went to the World Series in 2013 against the Red Sox and lost. These are guys that have played together for such a long time and have had a lot of success together. And it's all coming down to this last season where probably all three of them are gone. We know one of them is definitely gone. Yachty, actually two. Yachty's Yachty gone Poole, too. People keep saying that Pujols will come back if he doesn't get 700. No, he, he, I don't he, think he, he will. He said he's done. I, he said I believe over. that he says he's done. He could, he could end at 699 and that'll be it. That would really be I a bomb. That would be That would kill me. That's what, I'm scared to say he'll definitely get the 700 just because the way like I don't think the, he, I don't think he's it's definite. I, don't, I, I I'm I'm even but scared to, to so think exciting. about it. Right, that, because it's it's not definite. Like, judge but it's feels so judge doable. feels definite. 
Judge, like, judge, I'm almost will, not judge worried. About, I'm not come worried. Out See, really, I think both of them for me are the same. I'm, I don't see, know. Why. I'm not worried about judge. I'm not even I'm stressed about. Worried. Judge, I'm like, stressed about pool. Okay, here's the thing with judge. Judge is in the prime of his career and he's going on an absolute tear and he's playing every day. Right. So it, you'd figure he's gonna get five more home runs yeah. by the time season yeah, ends. It's, it's, also, yeah. it's the way Pujols old. plays. Like he's really only you only only plays against lefties. Yeah. Well, which, a, which I think credit to Oliver Marmol and more impressive, the Cardinals. I mean, yeah. they've managed him so well, and they're really getting the best Albert Pujols that they could have gotten well, this season. I want to add to something. Yeah, you got, be, uh, no, go ahead. I, was I didn't want to interrupt wrong. you. I thought you were done. No. no, please finish that sentence. I was saying they've managed him so well, and they've allowed him to be the best Albert Pujols he could be because they're putting him in against the best matchups. So a lot a lot of credit goes to those guys for giving us this. Yeah, this they really, know what they're going to get run. out of him. Yeah. Like Will said, like it's not a charity case that he's on this team. Against lefty this year, he's hitting 359 with a 1.169 OPS, 216 weighted runs created plus. Since the All Star break, he is second in the MLB. This is not a this is not like splits, not against lefties, right? Second in the MLB in OPS, weighted runs created plus, and slugging behind it's only remarkable. Aaron Judge. Against so lefties, he's the best in the National Against League. lefties since yes, against lefties since the All Star break, he's at a 1.5 OPS. That's unbelievable, That's, man! Wow, he's at one dot slugging. If it's, you told me Albert Pujols was doing that coming into this year, I would have thought you were crazy. He can't listen. He came into the out of the All Star break. He needed 15 home runs, and we went ah. Uh, it was a cool thought, but it's not going to happen. And then almost immediately, he's like, "All right, I'm going to turn this up. We're hitting home runs now." Yeah, you know what's it's really you know what's story. really going to kill me if he doesn't get it. Because it's all because of our friend COVID. Because mm. in 2020, you played 60 games instead of 162. That's true. He would have gotten if you if he falls like two or one short. That's gonna be so I, tough. I man. don't want to say thank God for COVID, but if he does get it though, and we get this awesome right. stretch at the end of the year, it's not. It wouldn't. It might not have happened if we did get COVID. So it I just mean, adds to the excitement of the Cardinals. I can't stress that enough. It really the storylines are here. It's right great now. if he it's, doesn't do it, but the Cardinals go on a run. More storylines. It's, it's the, just it's, all it's there. Just the, it's the how can you not be romantic about baseball line? It just feels exactly. like these stories find you. And I, you know, going into the season, I was like, yeah, the Cardinals are they're te- they're the team that has the the story written all mm-hmm. over it. Where if they were to go for a run, man, the entire world would be behind them. But then to get the Albert the Albert Pujols storyline, which I didn't think we were gonna get after the All Star break, it just makes everything sweeter. It's been a really fun ride, guys, and I've had so much fun. Oh, we got a lot to look forward to as the season closes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I had a lot of fun with you guys today. This was, we gotta look this get was great. Greg were to run this group. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this is just a passionate baseball We're talk. talking about the Cardinals Love something it. special. This group is something oh, special. Yeah, Let's be on. real. Let's talk but, about it. Absolutely. But unfortunately, that's going to be all the time we had today. A great day of talking baseball here on the Nosebleeds podcast. And we'll see you next week. Nosebleeds, you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast. So, from Lou Orlando and Will Talent, I'm Brian Raybacks. Thank you for listening today. The Nosebleeds Podcast is a production of WFUV Sports.